What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I've got another amazing six-figure entrepreneur. And before we get everything started, I'll just pass the mic to him. He will introduce himself, tell us a bit about himself and his business. Yeah, thanks for having me on. My name's uh, William. A formal name is William, but everyone calls me Vaughn. I'm in the, the men's clothing apparel business, and I've been in that all of my life. I'm a second-generation haberdasher. On top of that, I guess you could say that I started full-time back in 2005. Okay. Glad to have you on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur. And I believe the two of us, we have an amazing time having this conversation. I'm excited about it. I'm sure it's going to be great. All right, cool. So let's just get the show started. Can you just walk us through how you got started into this entrepreneurial journey? I was in college from 2001 to, to 2005, and I was on an academic scholarship and my father or my parents and I had an agreement that they would give me six months worth of living expenses as long as I maintained my scholarship. And after about three weeks, I burned through all my cash. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm out of money. So now what? And that's when I realized I was like, well, let's, let's go get a couple of jobs. So I was a shipping and receiving manager in our clothing store. And then I worked as a, a bartender, a waiter, and then sold t-shirts, always had a little hustle going. And that was really the beginning of my entrepreneurial career. And from there, it just parlayed into into bigger businesses. And that's kind of how it all got started, really. Okay. That's awesome. I'm very, very short. So right now, your present business, how do you get into it and how does it happen? Well, my family has started the clothing business. So I've been around it my entire life. And I started out just as a salesperson. And I love sales. And I think that every salesperson is a business owner, is an entrepreneur, whether they choose to admit it or not. And because in sales, I mean, it's unlimited earning potential. And being in charge of my destiny is something, you know, I want to hold myself accountable. If I'm making the money I want to make, great. I can look in the mirror and pat myself on the back. If I'm not, well, I got one person to blame. That'd be me. So I think the, the drive, the entrepreneurial drive started from the very first time I got a commission check. The clothing business was just something I kind of stumbled into, quite frankly. Then I really developed, you know, a real passion for the business. I mean, you're helping guys and and you can see the confidence in them. They're increasing confidence when they, they have clothes that they feel good and comfortable in. And you can see the type of impact that has on their day-to-day life. So, you know, okay, yeah, it's about selling a shirt or a suit or whatever it is. But the truth of the matter is... I really became passionate about the clothing business when I started seeing how it made people feel, which led to better performance in their job, which meant more income for their families. And I mean, it's just creating new relationships for them. You know, you get some people that are coming out of a relationship or into a new relationship. They start dressing a little bit differently. And next thing you know, they, they get married or having kids or whatever that looks like. So for me, while the clothing business started out as you know, something you that you put on top of your skin, aka superficial, it had a much deeper impact on people's mental well-being, their confidence, 
their their own self-image and then ultimately their relationships and their ability to make more money. So that's really where I got lit up with it. And then, you know, transitioning from just an employee who was a salesperson to a business owner and then eventually starting my own companies, you know, that's just been solving problems either for my clients or solving problems for my company. And then as, as you add more value and as you solve more problems, you know, new opportunities present themselves. Okay. Awesome. One thing that I got from what you just said is the fact that uh, you have a passion for people actually feeling good about themselves. And I think one way or the other, I'm seeing it from this angle that you are not really in the business of clothing. You are in the business of making people feel good. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm in the, the coaching space as well. And someone asked me one time, they said, I mean, what, Vaughn, why are you coaching? And like, how does that have anything to do with clothes? And I'm like, well, it's easy. Being in business, dressing people so that they feel confident and coaching people is all about the mindset of confidence and, and going from this place of going, oh, you know, life is happening to me or this is my situation. I can't do anything about it to saying, no, screw that. Making people feel great for their biggest moments is what I do. And whether that's going on a date night or, or presenting or coaching someone, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Awesome. So present day, 2022, can you just tell us the structure of your business and how you have uh, created that structure that is powering your business and revenue wise, what is your figure for 2022? You know, I've got four different businesses. So this, and you said 22 by the end of 22? Yes. 2022, I will be at close to the 10 million mark across the businesses. That's the goal, at least. We're, we're tracking. We had, we had a little slower start on some things than I, than I anticipated, so I don't know if we'll quite hit it. But in terms of the business structure, I mean, the biggest thing of how I got here, at first you start out as a solo person, right? I mean, you may be a salesperson, you may be an employee. It doesn't really matter. But most people don't start out day one as their own boss. And so, you know, you, you go into this place and you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do well. And so you you work and you work and you work. And then somewhere along the line, you decide that you're going to have like this entrepreneurial hiccup uh, and you're going to start a business. And so you basically, what you do, because you, or at least I did, you know, I had an employee mindset, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to start this business. And I basically just created a second job for myself. And so now I was working, you know, two jobs. I was working one for somebody and then I was working one for myself. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, this isn't really business ownership. And so now, you know, I have teams of people. And at the end of the day, in order to really be a, depending on how you define success, building teams and, and partnering up with people that are better in certain areas than you are that complement your weaknesses, right? So there's no reason for two people that are strong in the same thing, in my opinion, to necessarily work together. What I, I mean, I love being on stage and presenting and being out in the public and interacting with new relationships and things like that. But sitting in front of a computer and, and doing the detail work, I hate, right? I mean, I can do it. I'm good at it, but I don't enjoy it. And so I have a team of people that that's what they're really good at. So I think the business structure really for me at this point is surrounded by team members. You know, they don't necessarily like the amount of risk uh, or wouldn't like the amount of risk that that I personally, it doesn't bother me in terms of financial or our obligations or things like that. So I provide security for them and they provide freedom for me to go do the things I like. So the business structure really is is all about finding key team members that align with your your vision, my vision, 
and and buy into what I'm doing. And it's like, hell yeah, let's go. So, I mean, I don't know if that answers your questions, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. really the journey. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, does that help? It answers my question. And you mentioned that you are running four companies together. So can you just tell us a bit about those four companies and are they related? I'm just very curious to know if they are actually related to the clothing line that our business that you're into. Absolutely. So I own uh, two different clothing brick and mortar retail stores. And so they're very much uh, related. We're, we're in different markets, so we're not competitive, just different brand names, different structures and, and different partnerships. Then in addition to that, I own a manufacturing company where we actually make product that we sell in our retail stores. So that's just a, you know, a nice vertical business there. And then, then I have a coaching company where I work with people that are like, kind of going back to the beginning of the conversation, they're like, okay, you know, most of the people I work with are guys that, that have families are sitting there or, or, or people that are getting out of college and they're like, man, what the heck do I do? You know, I, I feel like I, I don't want to take this job or I, I don't feel like I can earn more income. And they just like, don't feel like they're in control. They feel like they should be doing more, but don't know how to do more. And they kind of feel stuck. And so basically what I do is I go in there and I help coach them and, and either help them grow their business massively, uh, which obviously increases their income or, or help them figure out how to start a business uh, in addition to keeping their nine to five. You know, just creating those additional streams to income, because if you think about it, ultimately, every household is its own business. I mean, every person is their own business. The amount of money that comes into your checking account through one form or another at the end of the day, that's, that's revenue, right? So why not just view yourself as a business and, and learn to, to maximize that revenue? And so that's the coaching piece, which is kind of ties back to that mindset of, of having confidence and being able to change what you want to change. Okay, thanks for that. So in all your years of trying to build those four businesses, what is the biggest entrepreneurial lesson that you have learned along the line? It never gets easier. Yeah. People always think like people, it's kind of funny. It's like people always think that like this shit gets easier or, that you're, or they wish for the problems to go away. Well, that's, that's not the case. Like the problems, problems are the raw material for solutions. And every time you solve one problem, you're creating a different problem. And so it's just a journey, right? So you just keep rocking. And one of the biggest things that I see people hesitate on is they're like, man, I got to have it all figured out. You never don't have it figured out. I mean, if you're the kind of person that is growth mindset oriented, you're never going to, you can be appreciative of where you are. And that's very important. And it's, you know, I think that's something that a lot of overachievers they kind of, that's called, I call it the, the gap, right? Like going, man, I still have this far to go. Like be appreciative of where you are, but at the end of the day, like you're just, that's the kind of person you are. You're always going to want to grow. You're always going to want to improve. So like, that's going to create different problems for you. And you just, they're just challenges. And in fact, like, like I said earlier, they're that when you have a problem, that's an opportunity to solve something. And that could be, that could mean that you're, providing better service for your clients. That can mean you're providing a brand new business. That means you could be providing a different product. I mean, those are all opportunities in the marketplace. Every time there's a problem, you got an opportunity. 
Okay, uh, you know, like I think you are opening my mind to seeing things from a different perspective because we are used to this mantra of things will always get better, everything will be well at the end of the day. And just you talking about the fact that things will never get easier. And you know, it makes a whole lot of sense because if you look at it that way, we can surely understand that just like you mentioned, when we solve one problem, it creates another problem. And at the end of the day, we are always solving problems. And with that, nothing is actually really getting better we are just jumping from one problem to another and just the circle like that until maybe when everything ends so that's a very good another way to look at things thank you so much for that so right now like in all your years of building business and creating all these awesome enterprises what is one biggest challenges you have faced and how did you overcome that challenge good question i've made some pretty big mistakes i mean <laughs> i made a $60,000 accounting mistake when I started one of my companies that I didn't know about for a year. You know, and it's like, damn, that's a lot of money year one that I <laughs> miscalculated. Okay. So, how did you finally solve that problem and corrected that mistake or overcome that challenge? So, like when I made the, the accounting mistake, I, first off, I didn't know I made it. Right. And so, going back, I, I hired a, a contract CFO. To come and look, I was like, you know, I my cash flow is great, but damn, I feel like it should be more profitable. There should be more money in the bank. Like, I, I feel like this thing should be spitting off more than it is. And so he gets in there and he looks at it and he's like, you know, Vaughn, you we got a sixty thousand dollar mistake. And I was like, wow, okay. So I mean, that was third quarter of two thousand and nineteen. And basically, what we did is we just said, okay, here's the mistake. Looking at at our forecast of sales and and what have you, we need to to write a check basically back to cover this for you know $10,000 a month for the next six months. And that was going into COVID. Well, we didn't know it was going into COVID, but it was going into COVID. And we literally, we just, we made sure that we were hitting our sales number. We made sure that we were hitting our margin. And then we just were very disciplined about, you know, taking $10,000 a month and putting it towards covering that $60,000 mistake. And at the end of like, literally I'll, March 15th, I called my CFO and I said, Hey, Tim, you were right. I just cut the last check. Uh, we're, we're completely covered. We made whole again. So basically it just came down to stand. I mean, the first thing is you got to know where you are, right? I mean, a lot of people, like we had to figure out what we didn't know what we didn't know. So we had to go look at the books, figure out where we were, figure out where we needed to be. And then it was really simple. It was like, okay, here's the plan. And then it just became a matter of executing the plan and, and being very, very focused and very disciplined on what needed to be done. So it was just the big key though, was knowing where you are, like know where you are, know where you need to be. Okay. Thanks so much for sharing that tip. And you know, one thing about entrepreneurship is the fact that every day will not be very, very sweet. Like sometimes we make mistakes and from your story, it's okay. And it is normal for us to make a mistake, but what is not normal is actually us dwelling on the mistake and not actually finding a way to solve it and moving on and learning from that particular mistake. So thank you so much for sharing that. This is the segment where I love to ask my guests a lot of thought-provoking questions and you get back to me with answers. So Avon, are you ready? Yeah, man. All right. Sure. Do you have one book that you have read that changed your life that you want to recommend to our listeners? Uh, yeah, let's see. There's a couple of books. One book that I would tell everyone to read is The Go-Giver. Okay. All right. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but if, if I don't care if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur or an employee, 
if you want to be a better human being, go read The Go-Giver. Okay. Uh, thanks for that recommendation. A link to the book that Vaughn just mentioned, you can find it by heading straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Vaughn in the search bar and the show notes for this episode will pop up with the link to the book that Vaughn just mentioned. So still speaking, still talking along the line of book, if you are to write a book today, what would that book be about? So you're reading my mind. I'm actually I'm contemplating writing a book. If I had to write a book, it would be around mindset. And mindset is everything, right? It's it, okay. 20% of, of anybody's success comes down to strategy, tactics, and timing, but 80% of it comes to mindset. There are a lot of people that won't do things because they're afraid of it or scared of it or have fear or whatever. And, and mindset is so imperative to be successful, whether it's in business or relationships or just life period. So it would be around mindset. Okay. So what exactly has been stopping you or what's stopping you from actually starting that book right now? For me, it was actually clarity around what I would talk about. I was, there are a lot of things that I feel like I'm good at, but if I, if I could impart one thing on people, it's, you know, how do you create the mindset necessary to be successful across your relationships, your faith, your business and, and yourself? Okay, you know, you know what? Uh, one interesting fact, Vaughn. I've asked this same question from almost all the guests I've had on this show, and do you know what the answer is? Which is entirely different from what I was expecting from you, just with my experience with asking the same question from all my guests. Most people always talk about the fact that they don't have the time; they are too busy. And I understand as an entrepreneur running big businesses, you know. The time is very limited, but you know, this is a very unique one for me hearing this, that what has been stopping you is not actually you having the time to write the book, but getting clarity for about what you have to write about. And I think that's one big thing that I've encountered in my line as a book coach over the years. Like, you know, before you can build a house, you have to be very clear about the kind of house you want to build and what purpose the house will be serving. Oh, maybe it's just like an apartment building or a family building and that is it but it's okay like i'm very very passionate about talking about books and seeing entrepreneurs like you writing getting that book out if you don't mind uh surely if you have some time uh, we can have a call and talk about how to map out your idea and get the exact picture of what you are trying to achieve with your book well i appreciate that and you know to, to kind of elaborate on that. I mean, if you're in the, I don't care what you want to do. Like success is, is very relative, you know, and, and in today's time with social media and all this, you see like every it's, it's almost like people don't know what they want and focus that clarity is so important. I mean, even about time management, right? Like time management really comes down to being very focused on what, how you want to invest your time. And if you look at someone's checkbook, or bank account rather, and their calendar, you'll see what their focus is. Like, right? I mean, you'll see what their priorities are. We, we, we in, in today's time, if you don't focus, I mean, I have ideas all the freaking time, but at the end of the day, I got to make choices as to what I'm going to focus on. And, you know, when I find myself personally stalling out or getting frustrated in business, it's typically when I'm not focused. And I think that's a superpower in and of itself on mindset. I'm very intentional and focused on learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And as a result of that, I train my body differently. You know, as silly as it sounds like, 
I don't know about you, but I don't like to walk around my house when it's super dark, you know, like, or outside when it's dark, like pitch black dark. That just gets a little scary. Well, guess what? When I get scared or like, if I want, I don't hate heights. I'm a tall guy and I hate heights. Like jumping from a high diving board is freaking scary. But if I see a high diving board, it's like, damn it, I got to go jump off of it. Cause I don't want to like making myself get uncomfortable. Like that's a, something I'm focused on. And I think that that focus is so, so powerful. No matter what you're doing and how you define success, you got to be focused and, and almost deaf and blind to anything that's not aligned with that focus. Yeah, you are very spot on. Like uh, one, if I should attribute uh, my success as a businessman, as an entrepreneur for, since 2013, the only thing I will mention is the power of focus. And I have got to understand that anything I focus on, anything I decided on that I think this is where I'm going, it surely get done over time and uh, things always work out at the end of the day. So thank you so much for that tip about focus and the need for entrepreneurs to be focused and to actually uh, keep looking at their goal and what they have to do and taking it as a priority because that is important. You know, we can't really do what we don't prioritize. Like the only thing we have to act on is stuff that we actually have as our priority. And that is one big tip that I want our listeners to take from this. So, you know, I was about to ask you that what is one superpower that you've got that has helped you win in business. But I think you've answered that question from what you just said. So, in your business right now, what is one thing you are working on that you are super excited about? Uh, one of the things that we're working on that I'm really excited about is documenting our core processes. Uh, we're, we're going through, we're identifying our core processes. We are documenting them. We're criti- you know, recording videos and content and, and packaging and housing them in a way that we can train our team members on so that it's followed by everyone. And normally as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, like, you know, I want to focus on sales and this and that, and that's all freaking great. But at the end of the day, I want to create an experience with our company that is consistent, no matter like where you come into contact with us. And in in order to do that, we have to have very clear processes that we follow consistently over time. And so we're in the process of doing that. And I'm as mundane as it kind of sounds to me, compared to what I normally think about, I'm actually very excited about that. Okay, that's a very awesome one. Like, uh, I think with that kind of system, anybody that is coming on board and your team as an employer or maybe uh, someone you hire will surely be able to sit down, uh, read the documentation and understand what you stand for, what you are up to and how you do things in your business. And I think that's a very lovely one. So outside of business, who are you? As in, who is Vaughn? I mean, first and foremost, I, I always coined the term family man. You know, I'm married to my beautiful wife. We have three kids and everything could business-wise could, uh, well, not really. Everything business-wise could blow up tomorrow. And I, being a father and a husband is, is the most wonderful blessing in the world. On top of that, I'm an athlete and I do, uh, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I do CrossFit. I'm very active. I enjoy, I'm almost 40 years old. I enjoy pushing my body uh, and, and pretending like I'm 20 years old still. And then, man, I just have fun. Man. I figure every day that we've got air in our lungs and a, and a heart that's beating, I mean, that's a good day. So I, I'm just a guy that's really appreciative of, of life, man. It's full of, full of all kinds of really cool things to experience. And I'm going to try to figure out how to experience as much as possible. 
Yeah, listeners out there, you've heard Vaughn about the fact that uh, he always likes to take care of his body. Yeah, uh, he loves to stretch his body because as an entrepreneur, there is nothing we can do if we are sick, if we are not fit, and if we are not healthy. Like for us to run about, for us to think, for us to strategize, we have to be very, very sound. And for us to do that, we have to take care of our body. So thank you for that tip. So before we say goodbye on this episode, just can you tell us where we can connect with you, where we can find you online and all the amazing stuff you have curated? Yeah, you can find me, Vaughn Granger, V-A-U-G-H-N. G-R-A-N-G-E-R at just about every social media platform that I'm on. Instagram and, and Facebook is where I'm most live. And then VaughnGranger.com, we're in the process of, of redoing that. So you actually asked me, and we're, we're, uh, we're putting together a, you know, a very quick uh, course that'll, that'll help you actually start a business in 48 hours and, and earn an extra hundred bucks. Uh, just because like, again, just getting started, right? So VaughnGranger.com and at VaughnGranger on social media, go check it out. Uh, I've created cool content. I get, you know, keep people informed and I just like to add value. I think entrepreneurs are the greatest contributors in the world and, and I love helping them in any way I can. And that doesn't always mean uh, paying. That's just like, Hey, if it took me 15 years to figure something out and I can teach you in, in a day, why not? Right. Okay, listeners out there, every link that Avom has mentioned on this episode and the book he mentioned earlier, you can find it by heading straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. Just search for Vaughn in the search bar and the show notes for this episode will pop up and you can get all the links that you just mentioned. So thank you so much, Vaughn, for joining me on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. We salute you. We say kudos to you for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning for all the awesome stuff that you are creating out to the world and for the value you are adding to the world. We need more of you and we celebrate you on this show. So thank you so much, Vaughn, for joining me on this show. Absolutely. Thank you for, for hosting me and, and thank you for what you're doing out there with all the entrepreneurs. It's awesome. Yeah, that means a lot to me. Thank you so much. So we catch you next time, Vaughn. All right. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.